From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 498. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Trade. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good, my friend. I'm very good. good. I'm excited. Excited? Why? Why are you excited? Because we're building up. We're nearly there. We have, and we oh have a plan gosh. for episode 500. We, we actually said it have would, a plan. Be done. We actually have a plan. A plan. We have a plan for episode. <laughs> it says it like that exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we we have a plan. Uh, we're we're going to share that plan with y'all today. Hopefully, hopefully you dig it. It's a it's a simple plan, but I think it's a a, a good plan. One I'm I'm uh, up for. Uh, but first, we need to cover some follow up from <laughs> last week. Do we? Um, is there anything we need to cover from last week's episode? Certainly <laughs> uh, not for me. Okay, yeah, me neither. All right, so let's talk about episode 500, 500. Mike. All right, 500. Two weeks from now, episode mm-hmm. 500. So I've been sweating this a lot, if y'all couldn't tell, being that we haven't had any, you know, real concrete answers on what we're going to do for episode 500. So I decided, like, the things that I don't like, right, are talking about myself, talking about how great the show is, you know, all of those things that, you know, getting people to call in to tell you their favorite thing about the show. Like I get all that, like all of that's fun. I like hearing it for other shows. I hate putting myself in those shoes. So, um, and 500 episodes, it feels like, like when we did episode 400 and 401, kind of the new starting point that feels like yesterday to me still. I don't know why. I think mm-hmm. they were just such good episodes, right? And they kind of had this good kind of stake in the ground mm-hmm. type of bit. And so it's been two years since then. And we've obviously got some some new new things we can put in, maybe episode 800, um, you know, the, news, the new news starting point. So I was trying to figure out what we could do to celebrate. And I think what I want to do and what I've set up for us to do is to get some listener involvement and hear from you specifically not what you think about the show again like i don't i like i don't need the to hear the, like the love fest oh i love the show it puts We've me done to it sleep every times night now. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a complaint like, right like I obviously we love yeah, it yeah 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 know? brad doesn't like talking about himself i love talking about <laughs> myself but we yeah. have you know we've had a bunch of anniversaries on this show yeah. over the, over the last it will be 10 years. 10 years, uh, we've, yeah. We've had more than enough anniversaries, and we've spoken about this kind of stuff already. So yeah. now we're asking not for that, but to celebrate yeah. something else. What I want to do is take episode 500 and tell everyone that listens about everyone's favorite stationery. So I've created a form, um, a Google form, where you can tell me and Mike what's your favorite stationary what's your favorite pen your favorite pencil why do you love it why is it special and me and mike are going to commit to reading all of those answers on episode 500 so caveats uh, hello mm. i'm mike hurley and i'm here with caveats mm-hmm. uh, brad has like a very grand idea which i mostly mm-hmm. agree with but mm-hmm. i have a couple of things so just write what you feel i know it's a big question so the question yeah. that we're asking you is Tell us about your favorite stationary item and what makes it so special. This could be mm-hmm. in history. It mm-hmm. could be now, right? Like it could, and it could just be like something super simple. Maybe it's your favorite eraser, whatever. We mm-hmm. just want to know mm-hmm. what is your favorite piece of stationary and what makes it special to you. Mm-hmm. We will read all of them that are readable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's my I'm caveat. With, you know? Yeah, I'm down with the caveats. There, cool. there could, there will be some uh, editing if necessary. 
Yes. You know, you can't uh and we will read all of the um all of the answers that are fit to print, if you will. Yep. And right? this is the thing. We are going to do all of it, no matter yeah. how long it takes. I made Mike commit to it. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Are we going to get 10 replies? Are we going to get 100 replies? Are we going to get 200 replies? I don't know. But we're that's our commitment to you, is we're reading everybody's favorite stationery for everybody else who listens to the show. And that's what I want to do for episode 500, and I hope y'all are cool with that. Which has made me think, I wonder if we should start that episode a bit early. <laughs> we could. We could. Um, should we do uh, that? To, to should my... we do it an hour earlier? I'm just because yeah. I do two shows on Wednesdays, which so, is actually it's pretty good because I was going to mention, you know, we do record this show live, mm-hmm. um, and we record it live every single week, uh, usually at right. 10 a.m. Eastern time. But we'll mm-hmm. record this one an hour earlier. So yeah, we'll confirm that next week, but that should be fine. Yeah. So this is be the plan. Uh, it'll be February 9th is the recording of the episode. It mm-hmm. should be now at 9 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. GMT. Mm-hmm. You can listen. If you're a Relay FM member, the, you can listen in the Relay FM members Discord, and there's a live chat there. Um, or you can go to relay.fm slash live, and you can listen along live too, just in case you want to hang out with us that day because it's going to be a special yeah. day. Because just as a reminder, the, the reason why this episode is, is triple special for us, I guess, because mm-hmm. episode 500 records on the exact 10-year anniversary of this show. So we recorded episode one on February 9th, 2012. So yep. that's why we wanted to uh, to do it all. And we've, we have spoke about it a bunch of times, but making it all kind of match up. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, we're going to be recording and we want your... Um, we want your involvement. So if you go to the show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 498, you'll find a link to a questionnaire there called the Penaddict Episode 500 Questionnaire. Uh, click it. Give us your name. It can be however you want your name said on the show um, and your answer to the question. We will remind everybody next week, but obviously, you know, you have yep. to get your answer in before the episode begins. <laughs> you have two weeks. You have two, two weeks. weeks. So um, I would say yeah. February eighth is probably your likely deadline, right? If you well, want to make sure you're on the episode, get the answer in before February eighth. Yeah, I'll be doing like a general audit. Yep. Um, the day before, at least. So uh, get your answers in. I will put it on the blog as well. Uh, so we can uh, so we can bury Mike's uh, time time frame that day mm-hmm. as long as we can. And uh, who knows? Maybe it's a maybe it's a two parter, Mike. Maybe we have to go to episode five hundred one. That'd be fun. But yeah, oh, I, I think this will be it fun. All. That's why I'm giving us yeah. the extra time. <laughs> all right, I think we can do it. We can do it. All right, another thing I can do, Mike, is sell out of everything I have for Notco as I wind it down this year. I put out the inventory update yesterday and it is almost gone. Okay. <laughs> so, it's been it's been good. Everyone has been waiting for this last inventory update. If you are not on the Notco newsletter, I'm sorry. That's where it was announced, but there's still stuff available. So, Go check it out before it's gone. Um, I tried to get almost everything in there that I could. And who knows, when I'm done shipping this, there there will not be a big inventory push. There might be a few things left over that maybe I'll take to the Atlanta Pin Show. We'll do an Atlanta Pin Show episode uh, coming up soon and, and give you my at least my plans on that. I don't know if Mike and I are going to do anything for that yet. That's We haven't even discussed it. So Is there one? Um, 
There is one, and I have told Jimmy that I will be there and give me my regular tables. But, like, to be determined, right? Things change every day. So, like, I'm not, yeah. like, guaranteeing anything, right? When I would not. S- when is it? First weekend in April, I believe. Okay. I don't have the date in front of me. That's why I said we'll, we'll kind of go over that, the dates and times, if it's looking like it's a go. This There's one no is Kickstarter actually. There's no campaign still this year. No, 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 no. We're not doing anything like that. So, like, Mike not e- might not even, like, travel for this one, like. It might just be like a, a yeah. Well, there's no know, little, there's no campaign party. for Atlanta. Who knows what the rest of the year may hold? Yeah, uh, exactly. There won't be a campaign for Atlanta. So yeah, like it's even hard for me to talk about travel stuff right now, just because it's just it's literally minute to minute up in the air type of stuff. Yep. So I have no idea, but I'm planning on it if everything's okay. So who knows? Who knows? So that is the that's the last big update. Um, there, we did, I don't know, the first time we did almost a thousand orders this time, it's already been like almost half of that, which is about what I estimated once I put the inventory in. So yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of shipping ahead of me again, uh, which is cool. Like I'm ready to, um, to, uh, you know, move on and we'll see what happens next. Once I get done with this, then we'll decide, you know, am I going to keep a couple of things one-off wise, you know, and sell them through the pin attic shop or what exactly is going to transpire? I don't have any, um, any concrete thoughts on that right now. So uh, we'll take this first uh, quarter of the year to get it all wound down and then we'll decide from there. All right, let's take our first break and thank our friends over at Pen Chalet for the support of this week's episode. Pen Chalet sell authentic, amazing rollables, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils, ink, carrying cases, refills, converters, everything you're looking for. Limited edition pens and their accessories from your favorite brands. They have very fast and reliable customer service. Pen Chalet are adding new products every single week and they're also doing discounts as well. You're going to find stuff being added in there all the time over at Pen Chalet. There's always something new to go and look at. Uh, they're also bringing in more and more stuff over time. What's great about Pen Chalet is if you're in the US, you get free shipping on orders of over $50, which is very easy to achieve. They also do international shipping with great shipping rates as well. And Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything sold at Pen Chalet. So take yourself right now to penchalet.com. That's P E N C H A L E T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. What we got, Brad? Two separate things. So we will get to our uh, specials page in a minute, but uh, Pen Chalet just launched their next Leonardo oh, Memento Zero special editions with Brooks Barrels. Look that. Wow. So these look good. Yeah. I just noticed these Monday. I don't uh-huh. know how long they've been up. I think they just came up. So there's four different like barrel section colors with different uh, cap and uh, finial finishes. The all black caps and finials, but uh, some are gold, some are matte, some are shiny. So it's a really cool mix and match with the barrel colors, kind of to um, feature, you know, the the colors and match the colors of I the barrel. So check like, this out. I, I think I kind of like the black cap and black finial with this. I think it's like modernizing a classic style yep so i have one of their original 
Pinchelet did a, a, a batch early on with Leonardo, mm-hmm. and it's kind of this turquoise barrel, but with a matte black and silver hardware cap and finial, and it's just it's fantastic. And I think it might even have a black nib. I'd, I'd have to look at it. But yeah, it's it's really cool. They do a great job, and um, these are some some neat barrel colors that are uh, are just really cool. Then they I flip d- over. They do have a um, they have a ruthenium nib on the Mother of Pearl edition. So they have different oh, yeah, color yeah, yeah. nibs depending on the uh, the pen too. Yeah, yeah. And then over on the uh, specials page, they have a couple of Viscontis that you don't normally see that are highly discounted. The Visconti Opera demo, um, a couple of different colors in that. Um, there's red velvet. Where's the other one? It was a pinkish kind of corally one. Um, yeah. So they are available at a really exceptionally good price. Um, for you to check out the Tabaldi N60 is another good quality pen that's a really good discount. Um, I like that. And if you like the Leonardo's and the Montegrappa's in that like $200 price range, $150 to $200, this Tabaldi fits right in there with that. So uh, again, once again, really cool stuff. Got the Montegrappa Elmo 02 still in there. So that's uh, really, really good pens, really great prices. So go check out penchalet.com. All right, yeah, that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT to get your hands on this offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. So did you expect the Twisby Swipe to get the first new colors ahead of the Twisby Go, even the Twisby Go, even though the Twisby Go has been out longer? I wouldn't say I expected it. But mm-hmm. I understand why this has happened. Exactly. Yep. Because the body of the swipe is made of, I assume, the same or similar acrylic to the rest of their pens. Mm-hmm. So they probably have much more control and an understood process mm-hmm. of uh, color. It's a normaler pen. Is that a word? Yeah. It's a more normal pen. That right for me, normaler. So, like... The Go, we love, right? We love the Go. Give me, you know, some weird, wild Go collaboration. But I think what I've always said about the swipe, once I got to, you know, play around with it, use it, review it, all that stuff, that this could be like, you know, kind of like a standard product lineup. And what Twisby tends to do with the standard product lineup is keep making the same pen over and over again, but with new fun colors. In this case, Mike, salmon. What do you think Mm -hmm. about the color? It is the most salmon-y color I've ever seen, I think. I think they that, have nailed it. Is that because it's on a plate of salmon? <laughs> well, because I can see it, right? Like, if you tell me it's salmon and show me salmon, I'll be like, yeah, I agree. But I will just say that because usually salmon is pinker. Like, I feel like when you see something, when you buy something, it's salmon. It's like a pink mm-hmm. color. But really, salmon has that kind of mixture between orange and pink. Correct. And I think they've done a good job of replicating that with this with this pen color. I totally agree i totally like it this isn't the first color edition swipe they've done some regional editions i think the the china editions was like a solid orange and a lime green if i'm not mistaken but this is the first kind of uh worldwide universal edition and this tells me what i need to know about this pen that it's doing well right yeah they are going to continue to do this under. I'm happy about this. I'm big. Yeah, happy my about assumption this. is they're going to do this uh, continually, and it's awesome. Like I love this type of stuff. We talk about Twisby so much, 
because they do so many good things at the price point that they offer. Like it's a really good bang for your buck product and they keep it interesting by launching new products pretty frequently, changing up the colors pretty frequently, eliminating products that don't do as well or colors and um, just doing fun stuff to keep the uh, conversation going around their brand. And I just, I appreciate that. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, you know... I don't know that I'd call myself a Twisby super fan as far as like products goes. Like I use a lot of their products, a lot of them frequently, but I'm a super fan of their business model and how they go about things and how they've really kind of grown the brand and ingrained themselves as, hey, this interesting stationary manufacturer, right? They're interesting. Uh, everything they do, like the the glass ball that we talked about, the, the bottle uh, last week, yep. um, which I'll, I will allude to in a minute. Yep. Because I want to talk, Mike, not just about the salmon, but about the equally, maybe even more impressively named Twisby Pipe. (laughs) Twisby has a lot of great product names. (laughs) I'm not sure there is a greater product name than the Twisby Pipe. (laughs) I am here for this. My problem. Something's happened over there. I think they had like a hack week or something. Uh-huh. Like genuinely, like they I think something's happened because they've released the ball and the pipe. Right? <laughs> Within a week of each other. I don't know if the pipe I mean, is available to buy, but they're showing off February eleventh. To be honest, they've used uh the the bowl and the pipe in conjunction with, you know, maybe a different material. If you know what I mean, yeah, no, and I, I, no, then I, had uh, you didn't have to even know, spell it out. So hack it was, week, you know, is yeah, it's uh-huh. good times. Did they call it? No, it wasn't called the bowl, was it? I, the ball. I said ball. ball. You said oh, bowl. Okay. What are you I, thinking about, Mike? Get out of town. <laughs> so Twisby pipe. I, I I have a legitimate question though. Mm-hmm. Why isn't pipe in all caps? Um, not all of their products are. Why? I want them to be in all caps. All, the swipe is in all caps. Eco's in all caps. Go. Yeah, maybe it's in all it's caps. Just, yeah, but VAC isn't. Um, yeah, VAC isn't. Which is I don't weird. know why they do it. I don't know. Yeah. I, Twisby Ball was in all caps. Ball was in all caps. Yeah. So I don't know why. You're right. I, if they did ball, I don't know why. Maybe it will be. They just they just wrote it incorrectly in the Instagram post. Because we should explain what the yeah. hell the Twisby Pipe is. <laughs> so this is not, this is neither new nor unique uh, to anyone who's been around the fountain pen world, but to Twisby's customer base that may have started and ended with Twisby's, what this is, is like an, a needle extension to draw up ink from the bottom of a bottle that you can attach directly to the front end of a pen, to the Twisby, specifically Twisby's, um, Twisby's pen, um, the 580. And, you know, other companies have done something similar in the past for the same type of reason. And it's always this, it's a very, very simple attachment, but it always looks so out of line. How this works. So so let's say you take your Twisby 580, okay? Yeah. And you take off the section completely. Yeah, no, no, I get that part. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're like extending. It's an extended piston. But what it what like because you know the piston only moves so much and it's just like there's so much distance to travel through mm-hmm. the pipe that just yeah, but like, it's hmm. as long as the seal is tight it's there's no air getting into it and it'll just pull it right up like a it's straw. it's gonna pull the same amount 
even yeah. though it's going over a further distance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you see why it it took me a second to get my head around that? Yeah. It is but weird, that's why it's right? so thin. Yeah. You, know, you don't okay. want you wouldn't want something wide in that aspect, right? Mm. So yeah, there you go. So I, it's cool. Like I'm glad Twisby has this. Like it's honestly like it's it's not like this some innovation. Like the ball thing is like really neat and weird and wild, and it may work terribly, but it's at least you know something cool like this is something cool but it's like yeah like this is just you know this has been done before what, but they're what, just what kind of retrofitting it with? i think just they just say the diamond series which to me is just like the 580 and the mini um huh. that has that type of section like I would the, say e- the eco doesn't shame. have a removable section that's because it's a shame it can't work with the eco i know why it yeah. can't mm-hmm. but it's a shame they did not design or that the eco couldn't have been designed to enable something like this mm-hmm. Yeah, then you're, then you're, I don't know how much this costs, but then you're like, it's a, such a higher percentage of cost of the original item, mm-hmm. right? Where the, the value for the people who have the eco, it may not be worth it, right? This is yeah. a very small, small scale type of thing. I just think it's cool. I, the best part about it is the name, right? Like it's the Twisby pipe and you know I'm going to get one and I literally may never use it in my lifetime, but I, I will get the pipe. I did not get the uh, ball though. I don't know that anyone got the ball. I'll have to see when the people start to get theirs, how they work. Um, the, the biggest hang-up with that was, of course, the having to use the, the Twisby ink bottles. But Yeah. yeah, The Twisby ball is still available on their website. That makes sense. It was very expensive, right? 60, 70 60 bucks. bucks. Yeah. Um, and essentially proprietary, for lack of a better, ter- better term, right? You're going to uh-huh. have to use Twisby's 70 milliliter ink bottles with it in conjunction. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a desk accessory, you know, go for it. But as far as like a everyday functional item, I, it's, I think that's the hesitancy, right? For the price point. So it's, it's good stuff. I, I like seeing it. We talk about Twisby a lot for a reason. And uh, these are the reasons why I like their little, um, innovations that they make and even if it's just the same color of the same pen they've hit on a formula that i just can't help but be impressed by speaking of formula mike i've had this in my notes for several weeks now Uh and i don't have too much to say about this because i don't totally know what's going on but dominant industry is a new ish ink brand in our market and it, it's a Korean brand. I don't know exactly how long they've been around in Korea, but I don't think that long. But they are going <sighs> straight for the jugular. I don't know exactly what their backing is or what their plans are for this business bottle. But according to their Instagram page, they are launching the Dominant Industry Ink Library. And for those of you who are not uh, internet accessible right now and can't see the pictures. They are literally making like uh, Sailor's Ink Bar type of setup to where you go in and you can go into the library, the the ink library, and purchase either ready-made products or you can work with someone there. You can schedule an appointment to make your own ink. And let me read this translation on this um this Instagram image, Mike, and I think this will make a little bit more sense. It's almost like uh, a whiskey club. You it's know, a private or, members club. Yeah, they've like made a private, a private members, members club. club for Ink is genius. This is an absolutely genius idea. Yep, so let me read this. Uh, 
in Dominated Industries Inc. Library, you can also purchase our ready-made products. But if you make a reservation by phone in advance, you can write or produ produce your own ink. Ink production is two bottles. Now, this is the important stuff. Recipe, library storage, or personal storage. Okay, so you can have, you can store your ink there, like the whiskey, right? The recipe is sealed and can only be read by the person who made the ink. This is messing with my brain in like all the good, all the good kind of ways, right? It's like, it's like a little club for your ink. Uh -huh. And it's almost like you can, you can bring the ink out of the club, but it's kind of set up for you to not, <laughs> right? So like, do you have to go there and fill up your pen or something? <laughs> uh, or do you take one bottle home and leave one bottle at the ink library so you can go to the club and like hang out in like the, the leather sofas and, and the wood paneled, uh, the wood paneled room. And, you know, you have your own little private setup of ink with your own recipe. That's only yeah. private to I mean, your eyes. It's this is completely like the, awesome. The pen show after dark kind of mentality of people hanging out and trying their pens in a mm -hmm. welcoming environment constantly. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And it's it looks like genius. So there's like 10 images in this, uh, Instagram post and like, they take the recipe and it looks like they seal it up with like a wax seal. So, you know, if it gets, <laughs> if the seal gets broken for your recipe, I love everything about this. And I hope that we get some listeners or some friends that goes to explore this, right? Like this isn't something like sailors ink bar could be not quite portable, but like they can pop it in a storefront and it could, you know, it, the multiples could exist. I'm not, this is more of like a singular type of thing um that really places an importance on this as an event or a destination and i really like seeing that it's really unique feeling and kind of cool looking and um i i hope someone gets to try this and and shares their experience with us because i still have a lot of questions uh on how they're doing it it's basically not just like a like a walk up and and make your ink. It's like there, you got to put in some work to to do this. So I, I like it. So I hope we hear more about it. I think it's a wild idea. Yeah. Like and there and the the visuals, the like wood paneling and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're making it very kind of clubby membership. Yeah. Yep. Which I'm interested to see how that plays for what's ostensibly like a twenty dollar bottle of ink, right? And because yeah. as well, I mean, there is a maximum limit. Right that they can keep or meet. Yep. I don't know if that's uh, like going to be an issue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It's it's not necessarily infinite. I mean, it kind of uh -huh. is, but uh, it, it's cool. All right. Last cool new item. I ordered a pen, Mike. I shared with you this pen. I don't know if you like this pen, but I'm a fan. It's called the Tactile Turn GT. Yep. It's their next quarterly release. This yep. is the first one I've actually ordered. They sent me the last one. Um, tactile turn did at no charge the stealth one which is really really good um, this one I have just gone ahead and ordered like I don't ask for I don't, I don't email people and say hey send me this I just uh -huh. like I like what you do let me pay you for it and this one is the first of the seasonal releases this is probably like the fourth one maybe now this is the first one I've just gone out and ordered I think it's awesome I love the idea behind the pen 
right? It's uh, the it's called the GT. It's the classic racing kind of design with the light blue and orange. You know, it's right up my alley. And yeah. you get to add in, if you want, you can add in a, a racing number on mm-hmm. the clip, which is a cool option. So what do you think about this pen? Oh, I don't fantastic. even know if you like it. Okay, you oh, love, I love it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is uh, orange and blue, which is evoke in the livery, the colors of Golf, G-U-L-F, Golf Oil, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a sponsor. And this has been used in racing for years. One of the most uh, popular is the colors of the Ford GT40. Mm-hmm. It was got like there was a Ford GT40 in this colorway, um, mm-hmm. and recently uh, McLaren have used this colorway mm-hmm. as well in Formula One. So they they have a partnership with Golf Oil again, and they've used this. I think it was at Monaco, and it was mm-hmm. just amazing. Uh, so I have ordered it okay. with, <laughs> with the number four, which is Lando Norris's number. Yeah, that's what I did too. <laughs> yeah. So this is my again a Lando pen. Uh, I just pen. ordered it. I'd meant to, and then you reminded me, and now I've done it. Uh, I literally it did out. it when I put the uh, I put the link in the show notes. I was like, oh, that's yeah. my reminder to go order it. Uh, which great. size did you get? Uh, the standard. Okay, so I had the standard in the previous one, so I tried short this time just for something different. Um, I love yeah, that they're I, using Cerakote. Like, Cerakote feels real nice. I bet this is going to be fantastic. I'm really excited about this, honestly. Yeah, so, okay, so this is the fifth one. So this is the fifth one. They have the uh, past releases at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I just think it's cool. It's it's It really kind of checks all the boxes, even if it... If it, I have haven't started, you know, getting into, you know, like F one and racing in general, I would still get it, um, because like these type of colors speak to me, and when you kind of set off on a path of like creative color matching, right? Like these are not necessarily something you put together, but when you see them, like it really nails like what you're trying to execute, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate about uh that about this pen and actually everything that. Tactile turns done with this type of series of pins, and I mean, plus we spoke they change about it up recently, right? And mm-hmm. we both commended them because I think that they have done with this better than I necessarily would have expected. Not not like nothing on them, right? But right. just like this is hard to do, and it's hard to do well. Correct. And all of their seasonal colors have been really good and really well thought out. Reminds me of Blackwing, honestly. Yeah. Of like how Blackwing came out of the gate and they're like, we have a bunch of great ideas. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, all right. Yep, yep. And there's a real, it's a fine line to to get this right. And uh-huh. I think their execution has been good. And plus this one, um, so the difference between this one and the previous one, this is the side click. The previous one was the standard bolt. So I like that now I have like the two, two different. Um, I mean, I'm happy because I don't like bolt action pens. I don't like the feeling. I agree. I, I do not discount that idea at all i i would prefer not bolt pins i like bolt pins but something like the side click or just like a really tiny type of bolt system or just a basic knock would be my preference but like that their bolt is pretty good but i understand the disdain for a general bolt pin um i i completely get that yeah so Um, anyway Props to them. I they they uh great execution again, yep. just like Twisby. Like I like the ideas of just like really, really good execution of products. And oh by the way, all of these products happen to be great too. So, you know, when we're in this like consumerist mindset where like just buying stuff that we don't need, right? It's it's nice to be able to support <laughs> companies that kind of uh, you know, kind of fit your style and aesthetic. Yeah. So I'm excited about um Having a Pilot G2 refill in the rotation again. That's a great yep. refill, man. It is. It is. 
All right, this episode is brought to you by a new sponsor for The Pen Addict, and that is Trade. Look, how do you drink your coffee, right? Do you like a full-bodied roast? Do you have something lighter? Maybe you like something sweet? You want something chocolatey? What are you after? We all have our preferences. No matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew up your best cup at home. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd or you just want a better daily cup, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Just take their really great coffee quiz to get started, and Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag. If you don't, they'll replace it for free. Trade has been featured by the New York Times, Wired, GQ, and delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Their subscription is no hassle. Skip shipments if you need to, change your frequency or whatever you want, even cancel at any time. Uh, Brad, I have received Trade Coffee and have loved the experience. I believe you have too. Yeah, so I just went through their setup quiz a week ago, maybe? Yep. Yeah, a week and a half ago or so. So it's about eight questions, maybe six or eight questions, just kind of getting your your likes, your your taste, you know, what you're looking for. As someone who drinks a lot of coffee like myself, I do have, I don't have like crazy opinions on coffee, but I do have my likes and dislikes, right? Yeah. yeah, I have my preferences. You know, I like a lighter roast. Um, I usually only put either milk, cream, or have it black, and like that's the kind of extent I know. Kind of the the flavor notes uh, that I prefer, just from learning you know different coffees over the years of what really stuck. So I took this quiz. It paired me up with a roaster who happens to be in Atlanta, Georgia, Mike. So Ooh. I did this, put in, uh, put in for my first bag, and. You know, they once you put in for your first bag, they like pair you up and they send you an email. It's like, hey, this is who it's coming from. And you get to learn about that roaster, which I thought was really cool. Um, And I was like, oh, they're in Atlanta. And I got to learn about them because I hadn't heard about them before. And then what really impressed me, aside from like all the onboarding and, you know, matching you up with the right roast and the right uh, roaster was the pace that all this happened. So yeah. I think I took the quiz on like a Tuesday and I think the bag was at my door on Thursday, maybe Friday. Yeah. Like I should have kept track of it. It was like crazy, crazy fast. And then I already had some beans in my grinder, so I didn't open it until um, this morning, actually, not even knowing that this was today's sponsor. It's it. This could be like my everyday coffee, right? Like what I answered matched up perfectly with what I received as far as the type of coffee that I like. And it was like, like, this is, this is just ideal, like mm-hmm. the flavored coffee, the, the type of coffee um, that I have. So well, one of the um, things my- I really like about them is so like the idea is that you'll keep getting new stuff, right? So like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll try out new things from new places, but you can also just choose to just buy from, like, if you find one that you're like, I'll just get that. Like, it's kind of like you can do yep. one or the other. You could treat it as a shop. Or like so, I we di- I did the whole thing recently and and uh, did the quiz and stuff. Loved what they mm-hmm. sent, and then I went to the store and was like, all right, I want some of that. Oh, and let me also try some of this. So I really yeah. like they've got that both. So like you can do the whole thing of them helping you understand what you like, and then also once you find things you like, you can easily go and buy in some more of them as well. So it's really awesome. Yep. So one little one last note, and I'll let you the, let you tell people more about how to how to get it. But it's I got the the, the portrait founders roast, and they send you a little. Um, you know, a little bit of paperwork with it. So it's like any good hairstyle. This coffee is business in the front and party in the back, Mike. 
chocolatey sweetness shines up sweetness shines up front but yields to a soft yet complexly fruity acidity as it cools so notes of milk chocolate citrus and ripe fruit and it's perfect so thank you trade and uh i'm glad to have met you portrait coffee i will be uh looking in forward to more for listeners of this show, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash penaddict. To get started, take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash penaddict and start your journey to your perfect cup. That is drinktrade.com slash penaddict for $20 off your first three bags. Our thanks to Trade for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right. I am coffee-fueled to ask TPA, Mike, okay. so let's hear what questions we have this All right. Week. First up comes from Luke. I just wonder if you had any recommendations for pens with unique nibs. What do you think? So I put this in specifically because this is a mega broad question, right? So what would be a unique nib? Are we talking about something with a weird shape, like a fude nib, like a sailor fude nib, where the nib is kind of flipped up and it allows for like, you know, it's it is designed for uh, Japanese characters, writing Japanese characters. So you get this weird wild line variation. So that's a nib shape. Or are you looking for like a unique nib design, right, with a non-standard stamping um, something colorful, two tones, different, you know, colorways, types on the nibs. So what do you think unique nibs are? And I, I think it's probably more writing experience would, would be expect. my guess I, I thought for what, what Luke's thinking about. For. Yeah, and that's kind of hard sometimes because it usually takes like step two in the process mm -hmm. to get that uniqueness, right? You're buying something stock and then having it modified. So for stock unique nibs, like I said, the Fude nib is fantastic. Pilot does some unique nibs where they have either the Falcon or the FA nib, which have varying levels of flex. They also have a posting nib, which is a very firm fine writer, which is different than like a standard extra fine or fine nib. Um, so those I find to be unique stock nibs that a company offers. Um, a lot of companies offer stubs or italics, but to get something like Pilot offers with the Falcon, the FA, or the PO nib, I think those are some of the more unique nib offerings. Now, they're pretty expensive. So like outside of like the Sailor Fude nibs, which you can get on a more disposable type pen, they're made a little bit differently. They don't really offer those in like the high-end gold nib pens. You can get mm -hmm. those um, steel nibs in just like the basic uh, barrels for like $15, $20. When you get into the Pilot nibs that are gold, you're talking, you know, like the Falcon is the cheapest of the bunch, and that's probably like $170 for that pen with that nib in it. And then on up for there for other pen models like the 912 where you can get the FA or the PO. Um, outside of that, yeah, like Luke, if you, if you have a certain type of writing experience that you want to find uh, a, a nib for, you know, hit me up because then we're talking secondary market type of stuff like architects and different grinds and you know obliques and some other weird shapes that you can get you know the other thing like sailor does a really good job of their custom nib series but they're i mean we're talking like four or five hundred dollars just for the nib alone right so depends on what you're looking for depends on what your price point is and uh definitely reach out and we can figure something out yeah, I feel like as well. This is where you get ex you can get expensive too, though, right? Like, I don't know yeah. if that's necessarily something you're 
Yeah, my recommendation, my path was kind of like this. So it was essentially, you know, standard nibs. Once I figured out I like fountain pens, stub nibs, you know, stock stub nibs, right? That different companies offer. Like Twisby has a great stock stub nib. Then I was like, well, I like that stub type of writing, but I want it finer and sharper. And then I could find a few brands had some custom, uh, cursive italic nibs. Like Pilot has one that's a little bit hard to find um, in the, the Plumix and Pluminix lines um, that you can like grab that nib and put it into like a different Pilot pen, like a Prera. And I would do that. And then once I enjoyed that, I was like, well, let's push it further. And by that point, then I'm getting into like customization from nib workers, things like that. Yeah. And that's where things start to get complicated. Yep. Yep. All right. Jake asks, I'm trying to find some nicer journaling paper for my Filofax desk fax. Mm-hmm. Any idea on who would make some paper for that size? So as best as I can tell, and, um, Jake will have to tell me if I'm wrong. The desk fax comes in an A5 size. So I'm going to assume that we're talking about an A5 sized Filofax. And there are a few papers that I would recommend that you can get in like 100 sheet pads or 50 sheet pads that you can then just like easily remove them from the pad and then punch them uh, for your Filofax. If it's like a standard ring type Filofax, I'm assuming you have. A punch, but the Clairefontaine Triumph. It's a stark white paper, uh, unlined, um, and it's really, really good with fountain pens. So it'd be great for journaling. Like it, it, it has a really kind of a great feature set where it handles fountain pen inks well. It shows off the character, but it doesn't have an obscene dry time. And it's a, it's a really, really white-based paper, which you mm-hmm. don't get a lot. Um, secondary to that, I prefer, and this is more of a very personal preference, Life's Bank paper. comes in a 100-sheet pad. I believe it's 100 sheets. I'd have to look at it. It's a cream-colored paper. It's got a little less smooth texture than the Clairefontaine Triumph, but it also comes in an A5 pad that's reasonably priced. I use both of those papers in my William Hanna Discbound Planner, right? So this is the A5 types of papers that I remove from the pad, hole punch them, and then put them into my William Hanna to test out different sizes of paper. So the last one, if you want a big bulk type of paper, Kakuyo makes A5 uh, printer paper in reams of like 500 sheets. Like if you need a lot of paper... You can get that. You can find that at like Amazon and and stuff like that. Um, I've ordered some. I have some sitting here in my desk. I also hole punch that and or disc bound punch that and put that in my William Hanna planner as well. And that's a a good think of it more like a copy paper type of of texture, but something that handles all kinds of pens very, very well. Poor Penman asks, okay, what pen (laughs) do you buy to celebrate a new job, an engagement and a birthday? I've been busy. Yeah, so congratulations like, and happy birthday. Yeah, and congratulations and happy birthday from Congrats me as well. So birthday. this is like this was like two weeks ago. He sent me this, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I like, I put it in the show notes because I, I don't know that I have an answer. That's a big that's a oh man, what do you do? Custom I don't you probably made that's the only way to go. You gotta go gotta go to your Jonathan Brooks's, your Newton Penn's, your uh, Edison of the world, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. opinion, and you get something that's unique to you and that you will always remember. Yeah, like trifecta. I, I, always, 
I always talk about, you know, get something that you can tell a story about, right? Like, Is it why possible did you get to get pen? a three-nibbed pen to celebrate mm. the three things at once? I mean, don't give Jonathan any ideas because <laughs> that man does not know how to say no. <laughs> so the, we're going to have this Darth Maul uh, handle pen uh, coming pretty soon. So, yeah, I don't know. Um yeah, like it's this would be hard to like say specifically do this, but I like the idea of participating in the creation mm-hmm. of it, like Mike's saying, you know, with a custom maker. So I would probably go that route as well. So think about a material that you like and what maker is good with that material. Then think about, well, if I could pick out my own of that type of material, what, you know, colors or style, you know, it could be wood, it could be, you know, whatever uh, type of pen, micarta, ebonite, you know, then figure that out. And then just kind of like work through that with, you know, a smaller maker to kind of really lock down something that's going to uh, celebrate all of this awesome awesomeness happening at once. So there you go. I think uh, hashtag Mike was right on that one. Nice. Love to hear it. Uh, my pen need ink. My pen needs ink. Asks if you ink up a pen with an ink and nib combination for the first time, and you discover quickly that though it does put ink down on paper, the particular combination just doesn't work for whatever reason. Do you dispense the full ink back into the ink supply bottle or down the drain? Down the drain. 100% of the time. Oh. I've gone back in the bottle. Like, it's fine if it's, like, immediate. But, like, I just always worry about it. And I've got, you have so much ink that those, you know, 1.2 milliliters in that converter is not a big loss if you just have to dump it down the drain. And I would rather be safe than sorry, contamination-wise, even though I've never seen it actually happen with anything mm. that I've done in the past. But right now, it it goes down the drain. Hmm. You you seem to be hesitate on that. Uh, because I genuinely do not know. I don't think I ever really make that decision that quickly that I'm still mm-hmm. in like pen inking mode. Mm-hmm. So it probably just goes down the drain. Because I yeah, you know, I would I like fill saying. it, check that it works. Yeah. Then move on to the next pen or whatever. Or like I'll try it out for a little bit. Because there's a reason I picked it in the first place. And I feel like I don't get the answer of this is working or this isn't working for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I was to be a person who made those decisions immediately, say, more more frequently, I probably would put it back in the bottle just because it would just be wasteful. Yeah. Um, but because I'm likely not making it at that time, then I'll just I'll just dump it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. If, you know, you're convinced you have, like, good clean pens, like you have good pen hygiene, and you mm. ink it up, and you know within that little short time frame you're willing to just dump it back in, and there's nothing that's going to get back in there, I'd, I'd do it as well. But I just tend to not because just volume, right? It's just like it, it's it feels more wasteful than it actually is, like, percentage-wise. Right, even though it's it's all waste is waste, it's just not that big of a deal to just go ahead and dump it. In my opinion, plus you you don't keep your pens clean enough. So, mm. right? some people, that's the some people, that's the biggest problem is you you just you contaminate all the ink. Yeah, you just never know. Like I have, hey, I have, I'm really good at cleaning pens, and uh-huh. then sometimes like I'll see like if I've inked up a new pen, and I'll see like a little 
discolor like a little color that I'm not expecting. That means like I didn't do a really good job like up there in the feed and the nib where all the settings are. So we actually under have the good, hood, if you uh, will. We have a good pen cleaning question. But before right. we do that, let's thank our final sponsor of this week's episode. And that is our friends over at Uni Pizza Ovens. Uni is the world's number one pizza oven company for a very good reason. They make surprisingly small ovens powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, or gas. This lets you make restaurant-quality pizza in your very own backyard. And Uni Pizza Ovens are incredibly easy to use and portable, too. They're going to fit into any outside space. But there's a lot of power in that tiny package. Uni Pizza Ovens can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit, 500 degrees Celsius, letting you cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. It is that high temperature that you want to separate these pizzas from what you'd make in a conventional oven. Uni have a couple of models that are really popular. One of them is the Unicoda 16. This is a gas-powered oven that can cook up to 16-inch pizzas of an innovative L-shaped burner at the back to give you even heat distribution. And also the multi-fueled Uni Karu is another favorite. This can use wood, charcoal, or gas. But they have a whole range of products, and you're going to find the right one for yourself. Uh, Uni Pizza Ovens start from just $299 with free shipping to the US, UK, and EU. They even have an app of their own to help you perfect your dough recipe and give you loads of pizza making tips uh, what is your best pizza making tip brad from your experience with the uni pizza oven uh <laughs> i don't know that i have a good pizza making tip i'm a basic pizza guy so i just want like a really good pepperoni uh-huh. on mine and my uni pizza tip is to watch the pizza while it cooks because it's it cooks a, brad, that so is a top fast tip. that's a top it, tip <laughs> Like, I'll cook an entire pizza in less than 60 seconds, right? So, and I have the Coda, so it's the L-shaped burner, so you want to do, like, one uh, 180-degree rotation in about 30 seconds. Yeah. So, this is, uh, it is so quick and fast and good that you do have to pay attention to it, right? So, watch your pizza cooking. I have the little little temperature um, thermometer. I can hit the mm-hmm. stone and see what my temperature is at to know that I'm at the right level to go ahead and throw that fresh dough in, have it crispy in about 30 seconds, throw it around, spin it around 180 degree, 180 degrees with my little pizza slider thing. And then have it on the counter in six in thirty seconds. After that, it's like madness how how great this thing thing works. So yeah, it's really cool and portable. Yes, it is portable. Very portable. Uh, I, mine is mine. Um, I store it away in like a closet, and then when it's time to use, I take it like literally two steps outside my back porch, uh, my back door, and pop it up, hook it up, and it's good to go. Listeners of this show can get ten percent off their purchase of an Uni pizza oven, which could be up to $50 off an Uni Coda 16. Just go to uni.com and use the pen, use the code PENADDICTFM21 at checkout, and you'll get that discount. Uh, when you're there, you'll also find a great range of accessories, from peels to cutters to oven tables. Everyone wants to make pizza at their own home, you know, especially mm-hmm. as we... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people want to get that food. They want to get, you know, they want to be locked away. They want to get, want to be pizza. Well, you can get it with an Uni yeah. pizza oven. Super great. This is the perfect tool for the job, which explains why Uni pizza ovens are always in high demand. So don't miss out. Uni pizza ovens are the best way to bring restaurant quality pizza to your own backyard. Just go to uni.com. That's o o n i dot com, and use the code PENADDICTFM21 for twenty for ten percent off. I should say for ten percent off PENADDICTFM21. Our thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this show and Relay FM. 
All right, next question comes from Frames, and they ask, how do you clean your pen after you've used a shimmer ink with it? I'm looking to dip my toes into the shimmery pond, and I'm concerned about the maintenance aspect of using shimmer inks. Valid concern that I have shared in the past. Yeah. And I used to be super hesitant about using any shimmer inks. And in the beginning, I think some of those, in the beginning of shimmer inks, of their popularity, rise in popularity, I think there were some valid concerns about how they would clean out of a pen. But the combination of the ink makers doing a better job with those formulations and people actually paying attention to their pens when they clean them, that it's almost no extra maintenance for shimmer inks. That is what I've learned over the time that I have used shimmer inks and had to, you know, clean pens once I've finished using the shimmer ink. You just have to pay slightly more attention to the feed, right? You want to go ahead and remove the nib and the feed as opposed to sometimes I don't always remove the nib and the feed. I'll just flush water through the nib and the feed. I want to go ahead and remove them just so I can like soak them. You don't even have to soak them, but to just give them a full rinse of the feed to get any glitter out. Um, but I've never had any like issues with clogging or anything stuck in any of my pens from shimmer inks. Um, you just have to, you might have to do a little bit more, you know, flushing of the water through the barrel Mm -hmm. or through the feed, but we're talking like a small percentage more, right? We're talking like if it takes you like two or three passes for your normal pen, this might take four or five and you're good to go. Like I, I don't have anything to recommend other than I would go ahead and take the feed out completely and rinse that separately instead of just trying to flush water through the feed while it's still in the section of the pen. I think maybe um, it might be a good idea to use a pen, just in general, get to like use a pen that maybe is on the lower end of the scale price-wise, but also totally fair. one that you're comfortable with removing the feed from. You can mm-hmm. do it with most pens, but it can be a bit of a scary experience Agree. sometimes. Agree. So mm-hmm. if you want to get that practice, this is another thing to just build your confidence. You know, like right. now I'll take an expensive platinum and I don't know how to get it out of there. You know what right. I mean? But right. the cracking sounds it can make and the creaking <laughs> can be a bit yeah. scary. So yeah. maybe you don't want to start off with one of your nicer pens for that. Yeah. So like the Twisby Eco that a lot of people use and a lot of people use shimmer inks and Twisbees because they are easy to clean. The Eco is the simplest to clean because there is no uh, section to unscrew. The nib and the feet are just friction fit. You just literally pull them right out and you can slide them back in easy without um, uh, any real worries of damage as long as you're, you know, just paying attention. Like I don't even, you don't even have to be careful. You just have to pay attention to what you're doing. Easy peasy. Yeah. So don't let shimmer ink scare you. Uh, I admittedly used to be scared of them. Um, you just gotta, you just gotta pay attention. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a question from David. I'm fond of my two millimeter clutch pencil, and I'm looking for a lead that would equate to a Blackwing extra firm core. Any ideas, Brad? Man, I wish I had an answer to this question. Mm-hmm. I would love to know the answer to this question too, because everyone knows I'm a fan of the 2.0 millimeter clutch pencil. And generally, when you get a two millimeter lead or a stick of graphite, they are mixed with clay to strengthen 
that type of um, core, right? So it's a it's a generally not just like a straight stick of graphite that I've seen um, from most instances. So they have a little bit of a different texture when you're writing with them, a little bit smoother texture because of that. Um, and I haven't found one that behaves in the way that David is asking it to behave, but that's actually a great question because what if there is something like that and now I want it? <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to poke around. So I don't, I've used, you know, obviously the Karen Dash stuff I've used. I'm trying to think if I've used one other kind of 2.0 millimeter. Mm hmm. But any any 2.0 millimeter I've tried I, always has that clay texture to it, right? Like it's a little bit softer or a little bit, a little bit less graphitey. And to have that extra firm core, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. I don't think you're going to be able to have that kind of like graphite mixture to make that stick of uh, graphite. Mm. So yeah, I'll I'll poke around a little bit and see what I can come up with because. As a, a big proponent of the 2.0, um, I, I would like that as well. I'm very curious now how that would work. It, it may not work at all, which is why we don't see very much of it. All right, this is a longer question. Yep. And it comes from Johnson, who says, My Lamy logo, which was my first EDC pen, has finally bit the bullet after close to 10 years of use. Bravo. Now mm -hmm. I'm in search of a recommendation of perhaps something a little bit more special. My absolute favorite thing about it was the hinged clip, which allowed for easy clipping to the front pocket of my pants, as well as being relatively secure. So I think it sounds kind of like the uh, the clip on the Lamy 2000, where you could kind of press the top of it and it would go inside the pen a bit and like on exactly. a seesaw mechanism as a hinge. Exactly. All right, yeah, fair enough. My requirements for this pen uh, are it must be a ballpoint, it must be clicky and must have a clip that allows for ease of clipping. My dream Frankenstein EDC pen would have the clip of the Lamy logo, the silent click of the Caron Dash, and the refill from a Mont Blanc M ballpoint. And very much considering the Caron Dash Varius ballpoint uh, at the moment, but it's slightly over my price point by a lot. <laughs> I, am, uh, I am hoping to aim at around $300. I feel that one. I don't I know this pen. Comment. I'm going to Google it while, I'm while we're talking. I'm looking at it now, too. Uh, I finally... Uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, so that that's the that's where we are. Fairness. $300. Do you have any ideas? You don't have to spend near that much. Um, you know, unless... At that point, for ballpoints, you're paying for the the... Materials, Ooh, right? That's an expensive the, pen. The Varius so is an expensive. It's like a thousand pen. bucks. Yeah. Let me see here what this shape is. Yeah. I just want to get an idea of the shape here. Okay. Uh -huh. So, yeah, like. Well, they're between in pounds. I can see. Okay, six fifteen. I got it yeah. in U.S. dollars. So yeah. the base one is six fifteen. Um. So, Mike was onto something accidentally before. I love the Lamy two thousand ballpoint. It has the same hinge clip. It has a slightly louder knock than the Caron Dash 849. Not much. It's a little bit more clicky. Um, I think Lamy's blue ballpoints, even though they're uh, proprietary cartridges uh, outside of the, the weird Monteverdi copy that you can get. I've never used that one. Um, I think they're excellent. I think some people don't care for them. I don't mind them and actually enjoy them. And that's like 70 bucks, maybe. Um, 
if you wanted to, that's going to be, that's going to help solve like some of the clip questions that you have because not everyone makes that kind of rocker style clip that you're liking in in the Lamy logo, but the 2000 does. And it's a, it's an exquisite pen. Like the design is, is just wonderful. So outside of that, like I hate reverting back to something we just talked about, but those tactile turns, even if you don't like the GT to have the side click, even though it's a little bit more thunkier than like the top knocks of the 849 or the Lamy 2000, like it's, it's going to snap back. It's a good mechanism. Uh, it's a simplistic mechanism, but you're in like in that style of pen, you're not going to get a, like a spring back end on your clips, right? You just, the clips are designed to go over like pockets and edges and, you know, jeans and backpack pockets and things like that. But they're not going to have the movement that the Lamy clips do, but they're going to be like really, really solid. Um, it's going to fit your ballpoint refills and are just going to be just all around nice, right? To have that type of retractable pen. So I think like out of the retractable pens that I use, I use the 849, you know, which is your standard Caran Dash, you know, on the, the lower end of the Caran Dash scale. Um, I use the Lamy 2000 and then I use like the bigger tactile turn, even though I have a gel yep. refill in mine, you can the get the, if you get the, the medium sized one that fits the, um, the good type of ballpoint refills that you like. And it's still a retractable uh, pen with the uh, click mechanism. Like those are my, like some of my favorite ballpoint pens to use. Yeah, I like the Lummy. I like the texture. It feels special. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's one of the kind of best bang for the buck yeah. type of fancy ballpoint pens. For the for that price, it almost doesn't seem correct, right? Because it's it's well less than half of the fountain pen. And I know the fountain pen has the gold nib, which is where all the price comes from, but it's it's crazy similar um but includes like the knock mechanism as opposed to the capped um that the fountain pen and the rollerball have for the Lamy 2000 i just think it's it's an extremely underrated pen in my opinion i've said that for years all right last question today comes from carol i store inked fountain pens horizontally is there mm-hmm. any rationale in how to store in-use ballpoint rollerballs? Does it create a worse flow if I store the point down versus point up? I thought this was a really good question. We never talk about this. Um, we talk about it with fountain pens all the time. We get this question a lot. Most people, uh, myself included, store their fountain pens horizontally, right? It's just kind of the best. I know, but... I mean, you have that big block and they're all nib up and like, it's uh-huh. okay. Like I would rather nib up than nib down. Yes. I think, but I think other people, cool. you're looking for trouble. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm hesitant with on open tip ball, uh, excuse me, roller balls, like retros. I store them tip down, but those are the ones where you'll see a little bit of funkiness in the tip, like where maybe there's some extra ink collecting, um, or if you stole them, store them tip up, they're just harder to store, right? No one stores like rollerball pins, generally stores rollerball pins tip up just because they have the clips in the way and there's just, they're too hard to point up. So I think rollerball pins like tip down is how I do it. 
but they tend to get a little bit messier if you leave them unused for too long. But that said, they're also quick to rectify that problem. You know, just wipe off the tip and you're good to go. Like the pen's just going to start writing. So it's not that big a deal. So gel refills, rollerball refills, ballpoint refills are all designed to be like airtight capacity refills, right? Like there's generally not air getting into those refills. So you can store them any direction you want is, is the short answer. But I do think about rollerballs sometimes when they have uncapped tip down rollerballs that they, they do get a little messy. But outside of that, I don't think it's a big deal to store standard pins um, just because the refill, the way the refills are built, they're going to manage better than fountain pens who oftentimes have air getting trapped in there um, in places you don't want. If you'd like to send in a question for us to answer on the show, just send out a tweet with the hashtag RSTPA. Use question mark RSTPA in the Relay FM members Discord, or you can email them to hello at penaddict.com. But the most important thing we want from you is to go to the show notes, click the link, which is the Pen Addict episode 500 questionnaire, and fill that out. We will remind you next week, but the sooner you do it, the better it is for everyone. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much to Pen Chalet, Trade Coffee, and Uni Pizza Ovens for their support of this week's episode. If you want to find Brad online, you go to penaddict.com. You can go to knock.co. You can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Wednesdays after we record. Uh, what else, Brad? I think that's it, man. All right. Uh, oh, Dowdyism on Twitter. D o w d y i s m. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I Mike. I m y k e. And you go to cortexmerch.com. You can find some cool stuff there too. Uh, we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>